Welcome to a new episode of the Red Arrow Health and Wellness Podcast. I am your host, Marco, with my lovely co-host, Jessica. How's it going, Jessica? It's great. How are you, Marco? I'm excellent. This is our 13th episode. It's also, uh, we're about to kick off Memorial Day weekend, which is the kickoff to summer. So we decided to do something special. So we are recording outside, out on the deck, for brunch. (laughs) What are you drinking, Jessica? I am having a mimosa. Are you now? I am, and it's delicious. How did you make your mimosa? It is four ounces of brute champagne and 0.5 ounces of the Tropicana 50. That is oddly <laughs> specific. <laughs> well, I measured it. I wanted to know exactly how many carbs were in it, and it comes out to four carbs. Want me to let you in on a secret on how I make mimosas? Um, splash of this a splash of that <laughs> it's morning i don't want to break out measuring cups well i did because i'm a nerd so yay awesome <laughs> what are you drinking coffee it's in your coffee coffee anything else maybe <laughs> well cheers cheers all right before we kick off this uh this holiday weekend in style how was your week is pretty good. Our little garden is sprouting, and that's really exciting. There's so many little baby plants in there, and the kids come and check on it every morning, and they say, oh, the thyme has sprouted. Oh, the bergamot has sprouted. The sunflower has still not sprouted. Where is the sunflower, Mommy? It's And it's taking off way faster than we thought. We thought we'd be three weeks before we saw anything. Right, that's what the label said. And we're known for our brown thumbs. Yes. So the fact that they're all still alive, they're all starting <laughs> to sprout. Impressive. Some are taking off faster than others. Yeah, like, I don't know what that is through the window, but it's uh, pretty tall. We might have to thin that one sooner than we thought. The fact that we're thinning it and not just throwing out the pile of dirt that didn't exactly. grow anything is amazing. Yes. How about e-schooling, though? Uh, e-schooling, you know what? E-schooling was actually fantastic this week. All of the kids did all of their work without too many complaints. Kid number two, especially, he has, um, he, it takes him a while to do all of his homework, and sometimes he has trouble focusing on it, and so if he's not completely focused, then he'll miss some of his review questions or test questions, depending on what they're doing. This week, he got all of the new concepts. He actually got almost 100% on every single review questionnaire or every single test that he took, and most importantly, they started doing long division. And it only took him three tries to get the hang of it, and then he could just do it. And that was really amazing to me. I thought it was going to be a nightmare, but it wasn't. There's nothing like waiting to the last week before. I mean, next week's assessments and whatnot, but this is the last actual week of school. Yeah. Let's break out the long division. Now, yep. I know they're previewing it for next year. It for, makes me really excited. Well, it makes me like very excited, to too. jump right into it. In but uh, for, for Kid 4, now, for the other kids, it makes perfect sense. For Kid 4, Kid 2, sorry. Kid 4 is looking through the window at me. Oh. <laughs> oh. But for Kid 2, who's our ADHD kid, he's our autism spectrum kid, uh, breaking in a new concept. But, you know, when you see it on the list, it's like, oh, no, oh, no, bracing ourselves for it. And, like, he took to it right away. But I will say... They also introduced rulers this week and how to measure things. And the the inches were fine. The half inches were fine. But when they got to the quarter inch portion of the week, that set me right over the edge. And I, I couldn't do it. You know, we had a lot of trouble with that. And I had to call in Marco. You know who will <laughs> be really good at that, though, is kid, kid number, number three, three who loves projects and loves screws and everything. Measuring. 
So things that get down to an eighth of an inch or a sixteenth, he'll be right on when yeah. we get to that. I'm not worried about him. He'll be great at measuring. I'm not great at measuring. <laughs> Along the lines with measuring, we've got kid meal again this week. And that measuring comes in because teaching them how to follow a recipe and instructions and be sure you read because there is a difference between a tablespoon of something and a teaspoon of something. Yes. And one fourth doesn't mean four. So a quarter teaspoon is not four tablespoons once. Indeed, it's not. So this week for Kid Meal, uh, what did they prepare for us, Jess? They made pulled pork sandwiches. And Kid Number One made a fresh veggies and dip tray, which was exciting because we got to practice knife skills. And those, those plastic knives we have where it's got the scalloped edge, so... No matter how hard they press, they're not going through their finger. They're not right. going to break the skin, but it does cut through the veggies. You can't do a fine dice on it. No, but it's very you, rough chop with them. But if you want long strips to dip into dip, exactly, it works great. Kid number two made pulled pork sirloin tip roast in the pressure cooker, and that was really exciting. Especially when it was letting off the steam. Exactly, that was the exciting part. But he also loved, because I've got the, uh, for shredding meat, the big wolverine claws that come out, and he I mean, held them like... He was a comic book hero, just shredding it after it was cooked, and it was just. I mean, that's apart. actually what he said. I'm Wolverine. Look at me. <laughs> Slightly terrifying because those actually do have they, sharp they tips you. on them. Mm-hmm. But he was taking it seriously, other than doing the pose. Yeah. Kid number three made cornbread from scratch, and see, this is where the measuring comes in. We were constantly having to check: is that a teaspoon or a tablespoon? We, we got to talk about why it's important. What will happen if you use three tablespoons of this and not two teaspoons of it? And kid number four made caprese salad with avocados. It was so good. And she had a little bit of help. She was great at picking the uh, the basil leaves off the plant. Mm-hmm. The mozzarella was pre-sliced. Yes, yeah, so she just had to pull it out of the package. The tomatoes, we helped her slice it so then she didn't turn it into tomato sauce in the process. Yeah. And we had some avocado in there. And after peeling and removing the pit, you know, it's, it's hard to mess that up. Even if she mashes yeah. it a little bit, then it's it's fine. It spreads a little bit better on the tomato and the cheese. Mm-hmm. So it was delicious. They did a fantastic job, and they're really excited to pick out their meal for next week. And going along the lines of kids and feeding kids, how Stevie Beef and the Beef family? And for those of you who haven't listened to the other episodes, Stevie Beef is the American Robin who set up a nest in the bush right outside the window of our library. Uh, she laid some egg, four eggs. They've all hatched. We've got these little hatchlings there. They're so cute. That the kids run over and check out multiple times a day, including Kid 4, who's constantly going over there about once every 15 minutes to check on Stevie Beef and her babies that she's kid all Kid 4 made. is obsessed with the babies. She loves them so much. And they are adorable. Their feathers are starting to come in very nicely. And so they're fluffing up and they've got this cute little baby floofy hair on the top of their head. It makes them look like they have wild... Uh, like an old man that's bald around with the crown balling, balding, you know? Makes them look angry too and crotchety. They they do actually look really angry because of the way that their feathers are tapered in on their eyes. If Ed Asner was a bird, yes, they would look like four of those. They would look those. like four little baby robins, Ed Asners. That would be great. Um, but I have noticed from my observations that the... Uh, baby, the baby robin that hatched last is actually the runt of the litter. And the parents don't feed it as often as the other ones. So we'll come in and we'll often see this poor little guy or girl with her neck stretched out with and beak wide open, just waiting 
to be fed and it just doesn't come. Which so, one is that? Yogurt beef? Eggy beef? Bacon beef? I think What's the is... other one? Beefy beef is the dad. Yeah. Beefy beef doesn't like us. Um, I think that it's actually eggy beef that okay. is the one that's not being fed. Um, so I think within the next couple of days, we might get a very big dose of reality in nature with that bird. I'm, I'm a little bit concerned that the parents are going to cut their losses with it and remove it from the nest. So we'll see. But the rest of them are thriving. Well, and they keep getting bigger. The siblings might vote it out of the nest. So we were watching them this morning, and I think the oldest one was actually trying to stand up, and he was flapping his wings. And I was like, no, sit down. It's not time for you to leave yet. That's supposed to happen next week. I have prepped kid number four for the inevitable. The babies are going to leave the nest. They won't. We won't be able to see them every day, and she's a little bit heartbroken. Even more heartbroken to find out that Phoebe Beef will not just stay in the nest forever. But, you know, our little cocktail garden is kicking off. Yes, and she does love that. She does all that now that it's no longer just dirt. Mm -hmm. When she would come down in the morning, like, why it's still dirt? Yes. The eggs are hatching. But now <laughs> plants are coming up. There's something to see, and it is taking off quite quickly. Yep. Cool. Well, what else do we have going on this week? Last week, our, we did our summer racing club, Laker Duel, and the results are in. That's true. The Summer Racing Club, which is the sister club to the Red Arrow Health and Wellness, uh, actually it's the sister to the Red Arrow Challenge, had a timed virtual race. The Laker Duel was a bike then run. Emphasis on time, since most of the things we do for this and that are based on distance. Mm -hmm. And on our last recording, uh, we had finished our, our legs, but there was still a window open, so you know, just kind of going through I ended up first overall in the 15.1 mile duel. It was a 12 mile bike and a 5k run. So that was pretty exciting. Uh, I was getting a little nervous when I started getting the email alerts that so-and-so had uh, put in the results and so-and-so had put in the results. I'm like, well, these are pretty good athletes. I mean, I might be in trouble, but I uh, managed to pull that one off. Jess, you were eighth overall in the, the adult distance, the 15.1 mile duel. Second among women in your age group. Love the eye roll since there was only two well, women, only two, of <laughs> two of you in your age group, but you came in second. Yay. <laughs> well, it's a good thing you didn't come out of third in your age group when there's only two of you. Kid one was fourth overall in the eight mile duel. That was a six mile bike and a two mile run. Uh, probably could have done better, but you know, she's, it was enjoying it. Like we went and did the run at a park and she thought she saw a snake crawl into a uh, pond. And she decided to chase it and see what it was. And then she started looking at the minnows. The clock's running while she's doing this. Like, I'm out running my 5K. And I look over and she's just on the edge of the water, staring in the water, looking at animals. And looking. clock's running, but whatever. She'll learn. Still not too bad. Second among girls in her age group. Kid two was first overall in the three-mile duel. That was a two-mile bike and one-mile run. Uh, overall for all the age groups in there. Overall for boys and girls combined. Kid three was in that same distance. He was second overall, but first in his age group. He's a little bit younger than kid two. And then kid four. This was kid four's first race. We talked about it in the last episode. Uh, of course, I don't think anyone listened to the last episode, our sleep show. But uh, kid four was so proud of herself. She had the three-quarter of a mile duel. It was a half-mile bike. It was a quarter-mile run. Took her about a half hour to do. But still, those little legs were going. Kid she was 
so proud of herself. Well, and then she was first overall. Right. She was the only kid that age to attempt the race. That's okay. But it's exciting for her. For us, you know, not only did she finish it, then we got to tell her you were came in first place. Yes, and her eyes lit up and she said, Oh, really? Me? I won? Oh, that's so exciting. She should just quit right now. It's like a hundred percent. Yeah, right, one one for one. Every race she's done, she's been in first place. Yeah, but my favorite was she finished it and she said, Oh, my legs are so tired. As she was bouncing up and down yeah, on the couch. She was not tired at all. She had tons of energy after she was done. But I think she was just imitating all of us that actually were really tired after our races. I'm looking through the window and she's like scowling at us. Yeah. On the topic of athletic achievements, we still have the Red Arrow uh, Challenge still going on. That's going to continue on. Week five is done. Week six is currently in progress. So we have champs to go over for week five. Yay! For swimming. It's Memorial Day weekend. Summer's upon us. Some people have already opened up their pools. Clearly, we're starting to see more swimming going on. For nine and under, Vivian was on top. Ten to 19, Eli. There's a name we haven't seen yet on the champions list. Mm -hmm. 20 to 29, H. Kane 305. I'm guessing that's probably a Hurricane fan since... 305 zip code is Miami. Oh. Ooh, knocking out Gator Boy. I wonder if we got a Florida thing going on Maybe. here. Well, it wasn't Gator Boy this time. It was HK305 for the 20 to 29 year olds. Uh, no 30 to 39 year olds. And then 40 to 49, El Tiburon 95. Running. Nine and under was Vivian. 10 to 19 was Running Runs. 20 to 29, HK305. 30 to 39, Abel. 40 to 49, Coach T, and 50 to 59, Jamar. Walking. Nine and under, Yellow Ninja, 10 to 19, Lucas W, 20 to 29, Smytha, 30 to 39, Mrs. Coach, 40 to 49, Al Palomino, I think I'm saying that right, 50 to 59, Bill, 60 to 69, the always gangsta name of Kilogram Ill. And 70 to 79, No-No-Don. Viking on road. Nine and under, Little Marsh. 10 to 19, Lucas W. 20 to 29, Super Mario. 30 to 39, Cyclopath. 40 to 49, Try Try Again. 50 to 59, A.R. Miller. 60 to 69, Kilogram Ill. 70 to 79, No-No-Don. Viking off road. Biking off road was looking a little thin this last week, and it might have something to do with all the rain that was going yeah. across uh, the United States, since most of our members are, at least based on downloads, are in the United States. Mm -hmm. Although, oh, side note, did notice out of our international listeners, Brazil has surpassed Germany in downloads. Ooh, Very interesting. That's cool. But for biking off road, nine and under, nobody did it. Ten to nineteen, uh, the usual suspects did not report it. 20 to 29 was a tie between Smytha and Super Mario. And then 40 to 49, Cyclone. Sit down paddling. Nine and under, Seabass. Uh, and that's a letter C B A S. So I hope I'm saying that right. It's, I like Seabass. It's, it's not the fish, Seabass. Uh, and then 40 to 49, Epalomino. And 50 to 59, A.R. Miller. Stand up paddling. 20 to 29, Gator Boy. Gator Boy made it into there the championships is. list, yep. And 50 to 59, A.R. Miller. Cross-country skiing. 40 to 49, El Tiburon 95. And 50 to 59, Big Juan 64. Skating. 
10 to 19, JoJo. 20 to 29, H. Kaner, 305. And then 40 to 49, we got a new name on the list. Great Juan. I love this one. It makes me think of Wayne Gretzky, even though it is GR, the number eight, and J-U-A-N. Nice. Hockey. No hockey still. Maybe in June. Maybe in June. Uh, the local rink is hoping that if things continue to relax here in Michigan, they should have the new ice in with the new paint job ready to go late June. Uh, some of the rinks in Indiana and Illinois are starting to open up. Uh, just got an invite to participate in a tournament in Indiana. I don't think I'm going to go to that one as much as I miss hockey. I think that is a wise decision. Kind of want to see how that one goes and how it plays out because they'll have that one. And about two weeks later, we'll be getting ready to open things here. We can see how many of them come down with coronavirus. They can be the canaries in the coal mine. Yeah. As much as I love hockey, we'll let them be the canaries in the hockey coal mine. Yeah. Points. Nine and under. Vivian. 10 to 19. Lucas W. 20 to 29. H. Kaner. 305. 30 to 39, Helmut 85. 40 to 49, L. Tiburon 95. 50 to 59, A.R. Miller. 60 to 69, Kilogram Ill. 70 to 79, No No Don. 80 to 89, uh, nobody because we don't have any members that old. And 90 and over, also don't have any members in that category yet. So if you want an easy win and you're uh, chronologically gifted, yes. sign on up. And then there were the featured members, which are, well, you and me. I won in running and biking this last week. I was not going to get defeated by my wife two weeks in a row. Ha. We are slightly competitive. No, not slightly. But yeah. you won in walking. Amy. And I took you on points. That's okay. Jessica, how's your sixth week going? Oh, uh, not well. <laughs> At least um, you're honest. I am honest. No, not well. I've had, we. it's been, you know, a big push with wrapping up eSchool for the year and getting all of all of the things done. And we've also been working on, we have a pool in our backyard. And so I've been working on getting the chemistry just right in that and cleaning it out. And, and what kind of creatures have you found oh, this year? So. so many things already. And it's only been open for about a week. Um, I pulled a frog out of the pool. It's a pretty big bullfrog. So he was fun. And I fished a dead mouse out of the pool. I'm surprised there weren't more or some chipmunks. You usually are around now. Uh, and yesterday, we had a nice little treat of finding a crawfish in the pool again. This has been a thing. Last year, I pulled two or three out of the pool. And this year, right off the bat, there was another one already in there. It was in a pile of leaves that I was vacuuming up. And I saw a little glimmer right as the vacuum went over it. And I said, oh, that looked kind of weird. And so I, I pulled the vacuum out of the pool and I shut the whole system down, and I opened up the drain, and I uh, pulled it out, dumped it out, and there was Mr. Crawfish. Actually, Mrs. Crawfish, because it was a girl, and she was awfully pinchy. Would have been not, okay if there was been some to have gone through that ride crawfish through buddies there. We could have had yeah, a boil. Yeah, if there were like 12, that would have been 12? good. 12? Yeah. How about like 5 or 10 pounds of them? I meant like for a full-on cookout. Okay, anyways. It is crawfish season down in uh, Louisiana. But the point is, where the heck are they coming from and how are they getting in the pool? Like, I, I really need an answer to this question. So if anybody can tell me how Well, they the have these crawfish... little things called legs and they just crawl their way. I, I wish you all could see the look she's shooting me across the table. Okay, so our house sits on a ravine and there is a creek way down at the bottom of this ravine. And it is like there is a serious drop off to even get to the bottom 
other ravine and the creek is even farther down there. I cannot possibly imagine that this little one inch crawfish is climbing up however long it takes to do that to then hop into our pool when there is a very lovely creek right down there. Maybe a bird's dropping them off. Airmail. It's like drone delivery for packages. I mean, they're delicious. Why would you just drop your crawfish off well, in the pool? You pinched in the belly, you're going to let go. I don't know. Pool's a little bit cold. The kids got in. Oh, that was so funny. Because they're like, just a little longer as they're turning blue and their lips are purple. I'm not cold. I'm just shaking uncontrollably. Yeah. I liked kid number one who decided she was going to hop in in a bikini yesterday. And then insisted the entire time, I'm not cool at all. My body has warmed up to the Look, water Look, it was so cold, it didn't matter if she had a one-piece on. Unless she was getting in in a wetsuit, it was going to be cold. <laughs> kid number four said, I want to go in. And so you put her in, and she did that little kid little <gasps> kid number four, yeah. thing. And I was like, you got to pull her out. She's going to start screaming in a minute. <laughs> she made it 15 seconds, and then she looked cute with her big uh, beach towel over the top of her floaty, which made her look like a football player with those giant jackets they wear over their pads. Yeah, so cute. I don't know. She put her feet in and splashed with kid number three for a little bit longer after that. But... Well, it won't be too much longer. No, it'll work. As long as the mice, dead mice can stay out so you don't have to shock it again. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't think they like it either. I don't really care if they don't like it. Marco, how is your sixth week? Mm. Ooh, how's the mimosa? Good. <laughs> Marco, how is your sixth week of the RAC going? It's all right. Like you said, we're trying to wrap up schooling and everything going on. Um, we've got a lot of just, it's the wane, the wane, the rain is, wow, we're having a rough morning. <laughs> I am not a morning person, but wow, I need another coffee. Uh, the rain has finally let up, so there's a lot, and everything's in bloom, everything's taking off, all the weeds are taking off, so there's been a lot of yard work. So I've been getting some walking distance in, of just going back and forth through the yard with the wheelbarrow and with, you know, different tools, trying to do edging and lawn mowing and cut down the growing rainforest in our front yard. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, but I have gotten out for some runs. We just went out yesterday with kid number uh, one working on her target, her goal that we laid out. What was that? Episode six or something. She's improving. And when we kicked it off, she could make it almost a quarter mile before she had to walk. Mm-hmm. Now we're making it over a half mile before she drops to a walk. And we're repeating it. Uh, the workouts she and I do together are just shy of uh, four miles. Awesome. So it's not just, oh, we just ran a half mile and we're done. It's, yeah, we ran over a half mile. We're picking targets out in the distance. Like, you got to go there before you stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, her legs are not tired. Or it's just, we got to fix the breathing. She's almost hyperventilating. So I'm trying to work with her on breathing exercises. But anyone who's ever coached their own kid knows they are the most difficult athletes to work with when it's your own child. She's getting better at it. And actually... After we get through that first half mile, that first distance, and we walk, and we run again, we walk. As we get later in the workout, she stops thinking about her breathing so much, and then it naturally just moves into a deep, calmer breath. And she's doing much better. We, we can actually go further, it feels like, you know, late in the run, where I can pick something that is a quarter mile, half mile away, and she can do it. And we're already like two and a half miles into our run. So... Uh, I think she's going to hit her goal of being able to run two miles without stopping by the time the season starts in August. That'll be fantastic. Uh, I'm hoping, actually, I'm hoping she can do a 5K without stopping slowly. Who cares what the time is by the time the season kicks off? Because right around the kickoff of the season, she's already asking if she can do the wine run, the the 13.1 half marathon and 5K, not too far from here again. I've told her if we do it... uh, and it's a simple course. It's a down and back. Yeah. 
really you run down, run down the road. There's a fire truck that tells you where you turn left. You follow that road until it dead ends into uh, a park, or actually a boat launch at a small lake. That's mm -hmm. where the water station is. And then you go back the way you came. But I told her, if we did it, I'm not just trotting next to her. I want to run it too. Yeah. So, and she's like, yeah, I can do that again. I was like, when we did this uh, with her a few years ago, she took her grandfather and she was smaller. Uh, but now she's like feeling confident enough. She can do this without anybody else with her. Well, there will also be people there. Oh, there's plenty of people around. Yeah. So she but, won't get lost. No, and she's done it before. But uh, the fact that she's feeling brave and feeling like she can go out, mm -hmm. she doesn't need uh, basically someone to be there and talk to the whole time. Right. Uh, that's exciting, too, that she's starting to think like a runner. I don't think for a second she can physically run that far, right, if we did it today. No. But there's a chance she might be able to trot it by the time we get to uh, mid-August. And if not, I, I really hope she can make it the two miles and then knowing that, hey, I'm almost done, mm -hmm. she'll pull it off. So we'll see. As we mentioned that this is Memorial Day weekend. It is the kickoff to summer unofficially. Pools are opening. It's getting nice out finally. So for our main feature this week, uh, we want to focus on summer cocktails. And the real killer when it comes to cocktails, because you and I both enjoy a good cocktail. Yes, we do. Or two. Is that it's all the mixers. Yes. It's all the extra things that bring in a lot of carbs. I mean, no, look. Cocktails are not low calorie. No. They are empty calories for the most part. I mean, some people will but try... But they taste good. Oh, they taste good. But then the actual, the mixtures you put in with the alcohol just add on carbs and carbs and carbs. And if you're watching your carbs, and those of you who've been listening to our episodes know that we are both uh, carb conscious in terms of our nutrition and diet uh, to eat your own. Trying to find those cocktails that you know, you know and love and make them in a low-carb version is sometimes difficult. Yes, and it's just, you know, on a nice summer day, lounging by the pool, you want that summer cocktail. So we want to do that today. So this is our version of a happy hour show. As we sit here at brunch in our bathrobes, <laughs> we each have eight low-carb cocktail recipes. And we got some bonus things at the end. Mm -hmm. So, but before we get into the actual recipes, a few points. Getting trashed on summer cocktails is not an effective and sustainable weight management plan. It's not. It's not. That's unfortunate. Isn't it? I'm like, what was it? Your godmother said like her weight loss plan once was tequila. She did. How'd she you moved, lose all the weight? Tequila. She moved to Mexico for a couple of years. And then she came back and she was super skinny. And we said, how did you do this? And she goes, I drink tequila every single day. Lots of it. It's delicious down there. Everyone should drink tequila all the time. You lose a ton of weight. We were like, whoa. Or it's like around the hockey rink, people would notice I was losing weight. Like, what's your secret? No one wants to hear, oh, diet and exercise and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I'm just like, whiskey. I just drink whiskey. <laughs> Makes me sound like a giant alcoholic. I mean, but, there's no carbs in whiskey, so. But it was like, you know, it, they don't want to hear the real answer. So it's like, fine, I'll make stuff up. It's kind of like when we were in grad school and we were working uh, for the university and teaching and consulting and working for a consulting firm. And we had like four or five different streams of uh, income. And it was complicated. And your mom's like, I just don't understand how you guys make a living. And at one point, I just got so frustrated. Like, we sell drugs. We're drug dealers. 
I got a Miami Vice suit, you know, it's 1980s. And she's like, shut up, Marco. <laughs> like, look, if you don't want to listen to the real answer, which is a long answer, we're going to give you a stupid, easy answer. I was a big fan of the stupid easy <laughs> answer. <laughs> the uh, price, just the know, on we, her face was pretty priceless. We were not drug dealers. No. But it was, you know, it was worth it just to mess with my mother-in-law. Yep. Those who, uh, who are on my cross-country and track teams and a lot of our friends will know, I will go a long way just for the punchline. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Anywho, uh, along with the opening points on this summer cocktail list and show we're doing right now, we are not credentialed dietitians. Nope. We aren't even uncredentialed dietitians. Nope. We're not dietitians. We're psychologists. Specifically, Yay! we're behavioral psychologists. And if you yeah. want to get really technical, we're trained as behavior analysts. We focus on behavior. We do enjoy a good cocktail or two. Yes, we do. Margo, you're a coach. How does this pan out with you working with impressionable youth? Well, we brought this up, uh, what was it, the What's for Dinner episode or something. But first off, I don't think any of my athletes are listening to this. You know, it's hard enough to get them to listen to me in person. They don't want to listen to a podcast to me. So I don't even think they're listening. If they are listening, uh, I'll lay it out this way. There's a time and a place and an age for everything. They're high school students. I'm in my 40s. I'm married. I have kids and I enjoy a good cocktail. You know what? When they're older, if they want to get married, cool. They want to have kids, cool. They want to enjoy a cocktail, cool. When they're older. They shouldn't get married in high school. They shouldn't have kids in high school. And they shouldn't enjoy a cocktail in high school. No, they shouldn't. When they're older, when they're of legal age, and if they so choose to do so, do so responsibly and have at it. Mm -hmm. But for now, no. It also is definitely not a performance enhancer. No, could you imagine? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Isn't that the story with the Tour de France? They used to serve beer while they were doing it, and then it was considered... uh, performance enhancer mm-hmm. really guys drunk guys on bicycle and it was improving performance i i would love to see some scientific data on that but no it exists high school athletes your bodies are still developing your brains are still developing lay off don't drink wait till you're old enough as for me i'm old enough yay so cheers and for all ages uh, drink in moderation be responsible don't drink and drive don't have a big pool party with cocktails and then hop in the car and go home no if you are trying to lose weight if you are trying to manage your your fitness if you are training for a big race again moderation having a cocktail or two is fine don't be pounding them all day every day if you are having trouble moderating your consumption of alcohol uh, professional resources are available and you are encouraged to seek those it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to ask for help. Yep. And getting that helps the first uh, step. And with all that said, Marco, what's your first drink? For my list, I'm starting with the easier cocktails and moving into the little bit more complicated, more ingredients, more steps. So starting out with just the basic old-fashioned. And from this, you can add in more ingredients. You can mix and match and change things out. But for a simple old-fashioned, to make it low-carb, two ounces of rye whiskey... A half ounce of zero sugar simple syrup. This is a simple syrup uh, sweetener replacement. I really like the Torani uh, sweeteners. Now, they make a lot of sugar simple uh, syrup type sweeteners for coffee and whatnot, but they have a line of sugar-free sweeteners. So it's a great replacement. Use a half ounce of that. And then two to three uh, dashes of Agostino uh, bitters. Stir it all up. 
put it in a glass, rocks glass preferably, but you know, who cares? Put it in a glass. If you're going to be by the pool, get a plastic yes. uh, glass, especially those double walled tumblers. Mm -hmm. uh, you really don't want glass down by the pool and put a giant ice cube in it. Call it good. And by the way, as we go through these, well, we are going to name our sugar and sweetener alternatives. They are not sponsoring us. Nope. It's just what we use. Find what's out there. There are products out there, but hey, just for transparency, these are the ones we use. Yeah. Jess, what's your first cocktail on the list? My first drink is the Moscow Mule. For mine, I like to put two ounces of vodka in the glass, and then I like to add 0.5 ounces of lime juice. Fresh lime juice, always fresh lime juice if I'm using, or fresh juice if I'm using a fruit juice in my drink. Um, I don't love a lot of lime juice, so I like just a hint in my drinks for flavor. And again, fresh, you're not using the green little plastic grenades you right. find at the grocery store. Those are gross. Um, or the ones in the cocktail mixer aisle, the from concentrate, kind of yellowish, looks radioactive. Oh, yeah. That stuff's I mean, gross, too. Just kind of avoid those. Um, and then I'll, after I mix it up in my glass, I'll top it off with some sugar-free ginger beer. And Jess, what kind of ginger beer do you like to put in there? I actually like Barrett's sugar-free ginger beer. I think it's really, really good. Um, we've also found the Zevia Mixer ginger beer, which is also nice. And available at the local grocery store. Oh, yeah. So it's, you, Definitely. You know, yeah. We're not special ordering any of this stuff. It's, it's all at the grocery store. Marco, what's your second drink? My second is a favorite of mine in spring and summer, and that's the, the classic mint julep, which is, can be pretty sugar heavy if you do the traditional version. Yes. And if you had a mint julep, you know, it's like one is great, but sometimes you want to sip on them all afternoon in a nice spring or summer afternoon. They're very refreshing. So for my low carb version of a mint julep, I'll take four to five sprigs of fresh mint. I'll take a half ounce of my zero sugar uh, simple syrup, and then I'll take three ounces of bourbon. So what you want to do is put your mint and your simple syrup in the bottom of a glass and grind that. If you have a, a pestle, you know, those little wooden, or we've got a marble one too, to kind of crush the, the leaves, release the oils and the flavor, great. Uh, if not, a spoon will work too, just to kind of break it up a little bit. Then pour in crushed ice, and over the top, pour your three ounces of bourbon. There you go. If you want to take a straw and give it a quick swirl, if you want to be really, go for that. If you want to be really fancy, put another little sprig of mint on top. Boom. You've got your, your mint julep. Uh, mint julep's got a special place in our heart. We both love watching the Kentucky Derby. It's we the best. We like having Kentucky Derby parties. Uh, I still remember in grad school, I was sitting there writing my dissertation, and there's an entire section of my uh, my intro where I'm doing a, it's on airport security, and somehow, you know, after a day of drinking mint juleps and watching horse racing, the brilliant idea of oh, we can we can in with human vigilance, we can work in Three Mile Island. Totally uh, needed to credit uh, mint juleps with that. Could not find a good way to get that into my acknowledgments page. That yeah, I was drinking mint juleps when I came up with this bright idea but it's in there and every time flip back at it and go oh that's a mint julep inspired piece to that wonderful body of research <laughs> ah yes the mint julep mm. Jess what's your second drink my second drink is the French 75. Oh, classic and it's mentioned in Casablanca it is it's you know what this is a fun drink it's it's, it's fancy 
and it's pretty and it's delicious. So for mine, I like to put one ounce of gin and half ounce of fresh lemon juice and one teaspoon of sugar-free simple syrup into a glass and I stir it up with a swizzle stick. And then I add, I top it with four ounces of fruit champagne. And then to garnish, I make a little lemon twist and stick it on top. And before everyone runs out and buys swizzle sticks, which they can be fun, and if you've, <laughs> you like doing cocktails, you should have some we reusable have ones. ones. And if you have some, like, you can even have the plastic ones if you have parties. But if you don't have a swizzle stick, just use a spoon or a chopstick, yeah, or a knife, anything, anything that's butter knife, not a steak long knife, long and that you can stir things with, it's totally fine. I just like the word swizzle stick, and like I said, ours have glitter in them. There you go. Right. So when I drink this, I like to feel fancy and sophisticated. What kind of glass do you use for it? Uh, champagne. A champagne flute. Can you drink it out of a solo cup? You can drink it out of whatever you want. <laughs> Who cares? Champagne flute down by the pool. Not the best hot tub. That's true. Um, but yeah, we if we're drinking these down by the pool, we put them in our little plastic tumblers and call it good. Drink number three, Marco. This is a chili margarita for me. Uh, margaritas can be murder on the diet if you uh, you do a traditional margarita, especially if you're doing a... Pre, one of those pre-mixed margarita mixes and just throwing in tequila. Those things are so full of sugar and so full of carbs. Uh, it's just, you can't have it. And for a while, I would just was staying away from margaritas. But then I found a, um, a zero-calorie margarita mix. Zero calories, zero, uh, very low carb. Uh, I think for each drink, it comes out to one carb. So it's like, I, awesome. I can work with this. It's basically a sweet and sour mix. So for us, uh, the one we found was called B-Mixed. Yeah, it's really good. So I'll take four ounces of B-Mixed. I'll take two ounces of tequila, stir that up, put it in a rocks glass that I've rimmed with, and I rim it with chili salt. And you can go out and buy pre-made chili salt, but you know what? Just take chili powder right off your spice rack, take some uh, coarse salt, like kosher salt, put it in a little dish, rim the glass so you wet the edge of the glass, run it through there so you get the nice chili powder. You can put a little bit more spice in there if you like spicier. Pour in your uh, tequila and margarita mix mixture into the glass. I also put, like to put one big ice cube in it mm-hmm. because I don't need the weird upside down sombrero looking cocktail glass. I'm just going to spill anyway. So I just want a normal glass. No, we don't use those in our house. We have them. We do. They are covered in dust them. on the top shelf of one of the cabinets. But uh, so... I've got my chili rimmed or chili salt rimmed glass, big cube inside with tequila and margarita mix. Simple, easy, can repeat as necessary. I guess you really could make a whole picture of these, but at our house and especially under uh, in the age of coronavirus, it's just you and me and the kids. So we'll make them to order. Mm-hmm. For you, Jessica, number three. Number three, you're kind of sliding away from the classic cocktails and heading into tiki land. I love tiki drinks. They are my absolute favorite. They're so fun and they're so delicious. But all those uh, fruit juices and everything, while tasty, you start repeating them. It's like carbs start piling on fast. So not great. So how are you getting around that, Jess? All right. So you do a lot of substitutions. Well, what's number what's number three? It's a painkiller. These are so delicious. I love them. All right, so in my painkiller, I will put two ounces of dark rum and then four ounces of coconut pineapple sparkling ice, which is a little, it's a substitution 
for the pineapple juice that you're supposed to put into this drink. And it tastes great, but you don't get all of the carbs with it. Is there any alcohol in that, or is it basically a no, seltzer water? it's just like a seltzer water. It's wonderful. You can use it for all kinds of things. Um, and then I'll put one ounce of coconut milk and one ounce of Trop 50 orange juice into my shaker glass. I'll add some crushed ice, and I'll shake, 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 and then pour it over a glass filled with crushed ice, and of course, add an umbrella. And if you get rid of the rum, it's basically a mocktail. Yeah. All the tiki drinks can be turned into uh, non-alcoholic drinks. You don't want to go that route. And Sweet. still be delicious. What's drink number four for you, Marco? So now I'm starting to get a little bit more uh, complicated here, a little bit more mixology going on. With my list, I started mixing up uh, little, you know, different alcohols. So I've done uh, whiskey, I've done tequila, and now it's time for gin. So the, I went with the Cucumber Ricky. For this, uh, go with four ounces of gin, one ounce of fresh lime juice, six slices of cucumbers, plus you're gonna need about two more to garnish, some fresh mints, and you should have that left over from your mint julep, and then sugar-free uh, ginger beer, which just mentioned already, mm -hmm. to make it uh, in your shaker, muddle the mint, the cucumber, and the lime juice. Get in there, smush it up good, mix it up, break it up. Uh, then you add the gin and cover it up with ice. Shake away. Strain that into a pint glass and top it with the ginger beer. Garnish it with two cucumber slices and you're set to go. Mm -hmm. uh, for, and then this one I really like to make. We've got the traditional cocktail shakers. Mm -hmm. But we also have this one where, it, and you can get these off of Amazon. They're these little tops that go on mason jars which acts as a strainer mm -hmm. and it turns your mason jars into cocktail shakers. And this is one, especially because it's got the wide mouth, makes it really easy to do the muddling in. It also, if you're doing a variety of different cocktails and you don't want to be constantly doing the dishes and washing your one cocktail shaker, and you don't want every cocktail to have like a little flavoring of all the other cocktails you made that day. Mm -hmm. Great thing. You can use the same top. It rinses really easy. It's stainless steel. And then, uh, it's just the glass mason jar underneath. You can even drink it straight out of the mason jar if you don't feel like straining it. Yeah. You want to go for redneck chic. You could add a non-disposable metal straw to it. Well, there you go. Fancy. So cucumber Ricky, this one's light, refreshing, a little tart and sour mixed with a little sweetness. Perfect for a warm day, just hanging out by the pool. And it has vegetables in it because it's a cucumber. Vegetables, there you go. Now you have a salad. <laughs> it's a set. Yeah, you have cucumber and mint and lime, so it's like a salad Hit by the food groups. Salad by the pool. Just to, <laughs> don't you know? Ignore the four ounces of gin that's in it. That's hysterical. It's a preservative. It's fine. Everything is, that, is, fine. is that like the salad dressing? <laughs> yeah. Jess, what's your number four? All right. So my number four is the mai tai. This is my absolute favorite drink in the universe. I get them every single time we go to a restaurant or a bar that serves them. And they're yeah. never the same everywhere you they're go. They're not. Um, and I just want to specify that my version of the Mai Tai is the fruity version, and it's not the original Trader Vic's version, which is significantly less fruit in it. It's basically got lime juice, and that's it, and a whole lot of rum. Um, but mine has all kinds of things, so it's a little bit complicated. So what we need in it is... That's a loud bird. Wow. Anyway... All right, so you're going to take one ounce of light rum, a half ounce of triple sec, a quarter ounce of lime juice, 
And then I like one and a half ounces of my coconut pineapple sparkling ice and one and a half ounces of my Trop 50 orange juice. And, and why are you going with the Trop 50 instead of just normal orange it juice? It has uh, less calories and less carbs Got in it. it. So, and then I need a quarter ounce of orgia syrup. Now, Marco, you made the orgia syrup for me, so maybe you can explain how you well, made it. Well, we were it. seeing this. You've got several tiki books or tiki drink books, yeah. and it kept showing up. And I'm like, what is this stuff? Finally found a recipe, and then it's like, oh, it's basically simple syrup with almonds and orange and some sort of alcohol. Some recipes had brandy, some had vodka, but the simple syrup part is basically water and sugar, mm-hmm. which is like carb crazy. So took a few stabs at making this. So read through the recipe and you're supposed to take whole almonds and then put them in the food processor. Or, and these were roasted blanched almonds, but make them into a fine powder and put it into your simple syrup. I'm like, oh, I can buy stuff this. I have blanched almond flour. Yeah. It's fine grain. So I took some sugar alternative and some water, boiled it down, made a uh, sugar-free simple syrup. And then I dump in my almond flour and made essentially a almond, a sweet almond glue. Yeah. Did <laughs> not go well? <laughs> and then they're like, well, and then you have to let it sit for a while. You're supposed to... Uh, uh, strain it through cheesecloth or fine mesh and just get the syrup out. Yeah, that wasn't coming out of solution. I got like a few drips out of, uh, what was it, like four cups of this stuff. Could get maybe a few ounces out. Uh, wasn't worth it. So second attempt, went out and got slivered almonds. Went and took the Tarani sweetener. It's already a simple syrup that's sugar-free. Mm-hmm. Took a mason jar, threw in uh, two cups of the slivered almonds, two cups of the Tarani sweetener, put the lid on, shook it up, and then just let it sit for about eight hours. Every so often went by and gave it a shake and to infuse that that almond flavor into it. When I was done, took a strainer. I used a mesh strainer, but you know what? The almonds are so big, they just come right out. Mm -hmm. You could use the same colander or whatever you're using for your pasta. Just get the almond pieces out. Then into that, uh, if you've got orange rose water or orange water, not orange juice, put a half, uh, a teaspoon in, but we didn't. So actually, and you like orange, so we went, I do. we went with a quarter teaspoon of orange extract, mm-hmm. put it in, and two ounces of vodka, put it in, shook it up. We've got a resealable jar with a nice rubber gasket on top, gave it a shake, Put it in the fridge. Keep it in the fridge. It's one of those quintessential tiki drink ingredients that they use when you go out to a nice tiki bar or tiki themed restaurant. They've got it there. And most of the home cooks, home mixologists don't have. You're not going to, for the most part, most uh, liquor stores, most grocery stores, when you're looking for the mixers, it's not going to be on the shelves. So you're going to have to make your own. Yeah. But it really was easy to do once we did some experimentation to figure it out. So go with the slivered almonds. If you're going sugar-free, use your sugar-free sweetener, simple syrup. If not, you can use some store-bought simple syrup. You can make your own simple syrup. Just make sure it doesn't boil over. My wife was ready to kill me the time I tried making my own simple syrup at home. And she was also very pregnant at the time. I don't do sticky, even on the best day, let alone. It boiled over, and I covered the entire stove with sticky syrup, burned. smelled like burnt caramel. It didn't go well. Uh, But yeah, so... This is a fun ingredient, easy to make. You'll have leftovers. Cool. 
Yeah. Anyway, back to your Mai Tai recipe, though. All right, though. so you're going to take all of that plus the orange syrup and then a dash of grenadine. And you're going to put it into your shaker glass with a little bit of crushed ice. Cool it down. Shake, shake, shake. And then you're going to strain it into an old-fashioned glass half-filled with ice. And then you are going to float a half ounce of dark rum on top. Go ahead and garnish with an umbrella with a piece of pineapple or an orange. And there you go. Orange slice, not like a whole orange floating in there. No. Drop in a clementine. Get a clementine. <laughs> it looks no. like a beach ball. Um, no, just a little, a little slice, a little bit of flavor. And that's a mai tai, and they're wonderful. Could you toss a cherry in? You totally could. If you like cherries, I personally don't. Watch like out for the maraschino them. cherries because they're just basically dripped in sugar. Now, if you made your own with sugar substitute or just Ooh. boozy cherries, but go out to the store, buy some cherries, put them in a mason jar, fill it up with vodka or bourbon. Or whatever. And then when you need them, pull them out. Throw them in your drink. Solid plan. Keep them away from the kids. All right, Marco. What is your drink number five? All right. Getting more complicated. So, I've done whiskey. I've done tequila. I've done gin. And now it's time for rum with a summer storm. Mm. A summer storm is a variation on a dark, dark and stormy. So, I go with four ounces of aged rum. Uh, not a white rum, not your Bacardi Silvers out there. And you don't want to go with a dark rum, your Myers or whatnot, ones that are heavy in molasses. An aged rum, a gold rum, something that sat in an oak barrel for a little while. Four ounces of aged rum, one ounce of fresh lime juice that you just squeezed, not the stuff from the green grenade in the grocery aisle, the plastic grenade. Three ounces of sugar-free ginger beer. Two teaspoons of agave syrup, or in our case, a alternative. I like to use the uh, Truvia. Is that how you say that, Joss? Yeah, Truvia. Truvia Nectar. Uh, it's a stevia sweetener blend with honey and you know sugar alternative in it. it. You use it just the same. It does not have the exact same flavor of agave syrup, but it's serving the same purpose. It's got the same texture. It's adding the sweetness to this. Um, you're also, for this recipe, going to need one egg white, uh, if you've got a thing about eggs, you can eliminate the egg white. And finally, you need either three ounces of pineapple juice, which can be a little heavy in carbs. So you can also swap that out for pineapple extract. And if you're doing it, it's not a one-for-one -one substitution. So you're not going to put three ounces of uh, pineapple extract in. You're going to go with... God, that would be horrible. It's going to be the taste, <laughs> but start out with a quarter teaspoon of the extract. Because yeah. it's not going to take much. It's going to be pretty powerful. To make this, you put your rum, either your extract or your pineapple juice, your uh, Truvia nectar, uh, or if you're using um, agave syrup, put that in. Your lime juice and your egg white into a shaker without ice. You're going to dry shake. And when you hear dry shake, it means you're shaking all the ingredients without the ice uh, in your shaker for about 10 seconds. That's going to help build up the foam that's going to be on top of this. Then add in your ice and shake it for 30 seconds. Be sure you're hanging on tight. <laughs> Strain it into two glasses that have been filled with ice or one really big glass if you don't feel like sharing. But if you're going with the two, uh, if you're going with the two glasses, top them each with one and a half ounces of the ginger beer and you're all set. What you should have is a nice kind of cloudy yellowish gold uh, drink with a nice white foam on top. And again, it's another one. Kind of like the cucumber ricky, a little sour, a little sweet, not overly alcoholic. So you can sip on these during the day while you're sitting by the pool, watching the kids jumping around. 
putting your legs, your feet in, and just floating on a raft. It's mm-hmm. great. Jess, what's your number five? Number five is my take on a jungle bird. So I am calling it a macaw. You need one and a half ounces of dark rum, half ounce of Campari, a half ounce of fresh lime juice, half ounce of keto simple syrup, which we're using the Toriani screw-free for that. And you uh, put it all into a shaker bottle and you shake it really well with some crushed ice. And then when you, when you strain it into your glass, you top it with the orange mango sparkling ice water. And it is so good and so refreshing. And it is just absolutely perfect next to the pool. And it tickles, uh, you know, it makes kid number two so happy because he loves macaws. He does. He's got a stuffed animal named Ringo he loves. Called a macaw. And he said, can I have it? So we'll have to make him some virgin ones. He loves it. So one of our favorite breweries to go to, there's a guy around here who shows up at the breweries and sits outside with a giant macaw on his shoulder. I have so many pictures of him, like, photobombing. Like, like, I'll get a picture of the guy with the macaw on his shoulder. And then there's Kid 2 photobombing in the background. He totally does. Far enough away that if the bird were to lurch or jump or something, he wouldn't touch Kid Mm -hmm. 2. But close enough where he can see the details because he loves birds and he especially loves macaws. He does. And that this guy, I mean, all he's missing is an eye patch, and you look like a pirate walking around town. Yeah. So with the macaw, you garnish it with an umbrella, of course, and maybe a little slice of orange as well. Drink number six, Marco. What do you have? All right, it's vodka time. We're getting, again, a little bit more complicated, a little bit more uh, planning goes into this one. So you're going to start out with four ounces of vodka, one ounce of fresh-squeezed lime juice, four ounces of grapefruit seltzer, one ounce of simple syrup alternative, and one hibiscus-flavored tea bag. All of the stuff you can find at your local grocery store. It's not really that exotic of ingredients. So start out by taking a glass or a jar or something, and you're going to put your tea bag in it and pour in your four ounces of vodka and let that steep for at least 20 minutes. No more than an hour, though. You're really just infusing and taking your standard vodka and making a hibiscus-flavored vodka. Now, some of the hibiscus teas out there are a hibiscus blend of hibiscus and citrus or something. Cool, whatever. That just means you're going to have a little bit more citrus flavor in your cocktail and it's done. It's not the end of the world. When your hibiscus-infused vodka is ready to go, pull the tea bag out, throw it out. Pour that into a shaker along with the lime juice and the simple syrup. Not the grapefruit seltzer. You're going to have a huge explosion in this on your hands. <laughs> shake up your vodka, lime juice, simple syrup uh, combination. Give it a nice shake for about 30 seconds in the shaker. Pour it into a glass uh, over ice. Add the seltzer on top. It's I, I love this one. Now, look, it's bright pink. And there are variations of this out there that use grapefruit soda. By using the uh, seltzer water, it's zero calorie. Uh, you do use your sugar alternative sweetener to sweeten it up a little bit. Uh, for this one, I like to use bubbly sparking water, but whatever. Get a zero-calorie uh, seltzer water that tastes like grapefruit. Uh, it's going to be bright pink. Deal with it uh, if that bothers you. But it's it's a little bit tart, a little bit sour. It's got the sweetness, so you got sweet and sour going on. It's bright. It's effervescent. It's a perfect summertime drink to drink by the pool. And number six for you, Jessica. Staying with the tiki drink theme, are we? Yes. I like rum punch. So mine is super simple. I take six ounces of water, 
two ounces of white rum, I like Bacardi, and then two to three squirts of the Mio fruit punch water flavor. Are there carbs in the Mio? No, there are no carbs in the Mio. Sweet. That's why it's very popular on keto dieters. It only takes product. a few drops anyway. So. Exactly. So I use two to three squirts of the Mio in my drink, and I poured all three of those ingredients into my shaker glass, put some ice in there with it to cool it down, shake, shake, shake. And then I poured it in a tulip glass with some ice cubes and topped it off with an umbrella. And it's a very lovely red color, if, in case that matters to you. If not, whatever. I like it's, red. Yeah. So it's wonderful. Number seven for you, Marco. Number seven is heading into dessert. And you know, growing up as a kid, one of my favorite things in summer were root beer floats. So why give up on that when you're trying to go carb-free, and especially when you are an adult and you like something a little bit boozy? I have a boozy root beer float. This takes one cup of heavy whipping cream, one tablespoon of sugar alter alternative. Uh, I like to use the Lakanto monk fruit sweetener. Uh, it's a sugar replacement, zero net carb, zero calorie. One teaspoon of vanilla extract, three ounces of dark rum, and then four ounces of sugar-free root beer. It took me a while to find a good sugar-free root beer uh, that actually tasted good to me. Uh, I found the the Hansen's Diet Root Beer. Uh, this one's out of California, but again, found right at our local grocery store here in Michigan. Anyway, start out by making whipped cream. You take your heavy cream, your sugar replacement, and your vanilla, throw them into a bowl. Take your hand mixer and mix on a medium-low level for one minute. Now, ours has nine different speeds, and I usually do it around two or three for the first minute. Controls and settings are going to vary based on what model you have. After that first minute is done, I crank that sucker up all the way. We've got nine <laughs> settings. I go take it up to a nine. I wish we could find one that went to 11 just it be so it went to 11. Yeah. Do that for about two minutes until you get stiff peaks, just like a traditional whipped cream, only we're using fake sugar. Mm -hmm. Place that and your can of root beer in the freezer, not the fridge, the freezer for five to ten minutes. Don't forget that it's in there. Otherwise, you're going to have a big mess to clean up later. In a chilled mug, and I like a big old beer mug for this, add your rum, half to two-thirds of a cup of the whipped cream, and top that with your diet root beer. Add a straw. There you go. Now you've got a sugar-free version of a root beer float with rum in it. Woohoo! And the dark rum really blends into that root beer flavor, and it's a taste of childhood and the adult level. Jess, number seven for you? Number seven for me. I am leaving the tiki drinks now. I am going on to an orange creamsicle. Oh, it goes along with what you just yeah, made. Yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah, so we need two ounces of vodka, two ounces of heavy cream, four ounces of diet orange soda, and I like to use the Zevia zero calorie orange soda. You can find it at the grocery store. It's widely available. And if you don't have Zevia, it doesn't matter what I mean, brand. The brand doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. None of these companies it. are sponsoring us, so right. use whatever you want. As long as it's zero calorie, no sugar. Um, a quarter teaspoon of vanilla extract and a quarter teaspoon of orange extract. So you're going to put all of those ingredients in a blender, and then you're going to add one to one and a half cups of ice, and you're going to crank it up and blend it until it's whipped and smooth. What do you crank it up to? A nine, because that's what we have. Only it was 11. I know, it would be amazing. Everything's better when you crank it up to 11. For sure. So blend it up till it's whipped and smooth, and then... Or I like to pour mine into a tulip glass because I think they're so much fun. It's fancy. And Yes. 
and then garnish with an orange slice and serve icy cold. And this is fabulous on days when it is 350 degrees outside and humid as all heck. And this will cool you off right away and you'll be much happier. Remind you of childhood. Nice. Oh, for sure. It tastes like those Taking little, away some of those aches and pains of adulthood. Those, those orange push pops that I think they were like oh, Flintstones brand or something. Um, those, it tastes like that. I don't remember the Flintstone part. Okay, the ones that I had were Flintstones. I remember Flintstone vitamins. Does... Those still exist. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're good. All right. Drink number eight for you, Marco. Well, staying on the boozy, fancy stuff. <laughs> Got a bourbon swizzle. Bourbon swizzle. Do try saying swizzle stick? Maybe, but you try saying bourbon swizzle after you've had a few bourbon swizzles. <laughs> be a fun game. This one's got two ounces of bourbon, one ounce of fresh lemon juice, one ounce of sugar-free simple syrup, half a teaspoon of sliced ginger. And for us, we like to take our fresh ginger you get from the grocery store. And by the way, when they have the large chunks of ginger, you can totally break off just a little arm of the thing. You don't have to get the giant hunk of ginger. Break off something about the size of your thumb or whatnot, but we put it in the freezer. Wrap it in press and seal, saran wrap something, put it in there. When you put it in your fridge, it lasts a few days. When you put it in your freezer, it lasts a few months. And it's easier to slice. It's way easier to grate. So we'll pull it out of the freezer, still frozen. Don't wait for it to thaw. Slice off what you need. Chop it thin, even if it's grated, with a half a teaspoon. Three sprigs of fresh mint. And then you're going to need three to four dashes of aromatic bitters and three to four dashes of Peshard's bitters. Why why are you shooting me a look? I don't know what that is. It's the same kind of bitters I use when I'm making Sazeracs. Oh, very yummy. It's red in color. Very yummy. So to make this, you're going to muddle your mints. Push it down, break it up, release those oils inside. Then add everything to the shaker except the bitters. You're going to save those to the end. You're going to dry shake it. No ice. Dry shake it for about 20 seconds. You're going to pour that into a highball glass if you have it. If you're not sure what a highball glass is, they're the skinny, tall uh, cylinders. Mm-hmm. Don't have a highball glass? Who cares? Nobody's judging. Break out a pint glass. <laughs> you want to use a rocks glass. You want to use a solo cup. Go solo for it. Solo cups for the win. You want to use a generic brand solo cup. Whatever. Put it in, it's put it into some sort of drinking thing. Vessel? Mason jar. Mason jars. There you go. Better than All right. Solo cup. Top it with ice. And then on top of the ice, you're going to put your dashes of your bitters. Garnish with a little mint. Throw in a straw if you want. Awesome. It's it's fun. It's fun to say. They are quite tasty. And it's something you can repeat if you're sitting and just kind of enjoying the sun, visiting, and then having don't just pound these things. I mean, it's got bourbon in it. It's going to add up over time. Indeed. Real fast. And it, it is one of those dangerous ones because it's... Doesn't taste super alcoholic, but uh, it's got bourbon, people. Be careful. All right, Jessica, number eight on your list of summertime low carb cocktails. The classic Bloody Mary. Comes in handy after all these other, probably the next morning after you've had all these other cocktails and you need a little hair of the dog. All right, so mine is very simple it's two and a half ounces of vodka. And then four ounces of some sort of tomato juice blend that you like. When I made these, I used the V8 Spicy Hot blend. Um, and now I just want to say that there there are uh, actually a lot of carbs 
in this particular tomato juice. Um, but I'm only using four ounces and that comes out to about 4.5 carbs. So if you're going low carb the rest of the day, or you're not eating things with a lot of carbs, this is okay for you. But if you're going to have carbs later, you might want to skip this one. And just watch out when you're at the grocery store. Look at the nutritional label. Yeah. You know, the carb counts on these vary wildly. They do. And I'm sure that you can find a tomato juice that has, or a tomato juice blend that has lower carbs. This is just what we found. Some are pre-seasoned. Uh, you can actually make your own. There are recipes out there where you can make a keto tomato juice for this. I just didn't want to go through all the And if you're looking, looking for low carb, that's a great search term to look for, for because sure. that's the core of that diet yeah. is low carb. But, uh. There's other low-carb stuff out right. there. But for me, I figure four and a half carbs for a fairly large drink uh, isn't, isn't terrible. And I know that I can cut carbs later on in the day with other foods that I eat. So it's fine. Um, you're going to put them all, both of those things, into a shaker with ice and then mix them up and then pour it into a glass. And I like to garnish mine with cel a celery stick and some pickles, which also have carbs. But that's okay. Um I what like, kind of pickles do you like to use? Because like we use, have like 400 different varieties so of pickles, pickles in this house. all these people in our house. I like the Dave's Spicy Pickles. Nice. They're so good. And then I like to add a splash of one tablespoon of the Dave's Spicy Pickle juice to my Bloody Mary. I think it gives it a little punch. Um, yeah, it's, it's great. I also added, it wasn't quite spicy enough for me, which is weird, but I did add seven splashes of crystal to it. Give it crystal meth? Yeah, crystal meth. Woo! No, the crystal hot sauce. Oh, the crystal hot sauce. Yeah. Sorry, it's early. Mm -hmm. We usually do this after we put the kids to bed, we not do. in the morning. We are not morning people. All right, so that's my that's my Bloody Mary mix. So that's my eight uh, summertime cocktails, low-carb versions. That's your eight summertime cocktails, low-carb versions. But we want to throw in a few bonus items here. So these items, not necessarily low-carb, but it's just something that goes with summer. And so for as a bonus thrown into this episode, Jessica, what is your favorite beer to sip poolside in the summer? I like the Blood Orange Blonde from Haymarket Brewery in Bridgman and also in Chicago. That's right. In Chicago, it is the, the brewery. In Bridgman, it's the tap room. Both are really good. The food's outstanding, too. Marco, what's your favorite beer to drink to sip poolside? In the summer, if I'm sipping a uh, beer poolside, I actually it's a tie for me. One is the Leisure Ale, uh, that's a golden ale, or the Margarita Melon Heads, which is a sour. It's got hints of lime and sea salt. Actually, saying it's a uh, hint is an understatement. It's pretty powerful. It tastes like a margarita, and actually sometimes the uh, brewery will go and throw them into the slushy machines and actually make so margaritas out of them. It's great. Both of those are from Watermark Brewery in Stevensville, Michigan. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, the Margarita Melon Heads is a seasonal. The Leisure Ale is pretty much uh, always on their menu. The Leisure Ale is also 4.7%, depending on the batch. But So you can sip on those for a while. Uh, again, not low carb, but you know sometimes you just want a beer. Yep. And then just, you know, wine's usually not low carb, but let's throw the low carb part out the window. What's your favorite summertime uh, wine to just sip on poolside or out on the deck? You know, just sit and chill. Sit and chill. I have two. I actually really, really love the Adele Dew from Round Barn Winery in Baroda, Michigan. It is wonderfully sweet. It's actually, I think it might actually be classified as a dessert wine, but I drink it with non-dessert. Um, but it's it's very sweet and it's very uh, calming and it's just 
explain. And then if I'm, if I'm in the mood for a red, I will drink the South Pier Sunset Red from 12 Corners Winery in Benton Harbor, Michigan. And this is also a sweet wine. I am a sweet wine drinker. I do not love the dry wines. Uh, so this one is wonderfully sweet without going overboard on the sweetness, if that makes sense. Um, and it's it's very nice. Wilford and Brimley's not showing up. It's he's not showing the oatmeal up. Oatmeal man's not going to go diabetes. Sneak up behind me and say diabetes. Because um. <laughs> some of those wines they, you had for a while were so sweet, it's like they, okay, they where were. is Oatmeal Man with his mustache going to talk okay. about diabetes? He is not going to show up for either of these wines, so that's a bonus. But uh, they are full of carbs, and they're wonderfully delicious. Marco, what is your favorite wine? You know. I've noticed since uh, I've gone low carb, which means cutting back on a lot of the sugar, and even with these sugar alternatives, you know, keep an eye on what you're having. Uh, my taste in wine has shifted more and more dry. So what I consider a sweet wine for me now out of the varieties I drink, uh, one of the sweeter ones is, uh, relatively speaking, which is still on the dry side, is a Crush. And that's uh, by Dreaming Tree uh, out of Guyersville, California. Most people know it as the Dave Matthews wine. Yes. And wine. it's just, it's the perfect wine for, at least in my taste, to sit on the deck. It's not fancy. It's easily available at the grocery store. Yep. It's not expensive at all. But if you're going to sit on the deck uh, where it might get knocked over because you have to quickly run because your kids have just done something and knock it over. Perhaps you're not going to, like, oh, no, there goes a $100, $200 bottle of wine. <laughs> no, it's, it's reasonably priced. Uh, it's great for sipping by the pool, have your feet in, on a pool float. Uh, not low carb, does mm -hmm. not fit in with the cocktails we've already done, nope. but it is one of my favorite summertime wines just to sit and sip. Awesome. So there it is. Those are our summertime low carb cocktail recommendations. Have a great summer. Drink responsibly. And with that, we are going to kick off our Memorial Day weekend unofficially start our summer hopefully get in the pool without freezing ourselves maybe you know we do have a heater if we get the chemistry set well, gotta get the chemistry right. yeah but for now thank you for tuning in please continue to listen to the red arrow health and wellness podcast download the episodes subscribe all that fun stuff we'll be back with another episode next week but for now jess it's been fun loads of fun bye bye